need a new show to watch. It used to be a thing. My wife and I would sit down after, you know, the kids go to bed and things are winding down. We'd put on Game of Thrones or Yellowstone. But now there's nothing. I don't know what's good. Tell me. I know that new uh, Casey Anthony documentary is out and bad, apparently. I'm not really interested. I'm not a fan of the, like, none of the serial killer shows that Dahmer show came out with. uh, Oh, that kid from... American Horror Story name is escaping me at this moment. Evan Peters, thank you, DuckDuckGo. Also, IMDB, thank you for your wealth of knowledge. When it's called Where the Truth Lies, which is, I think, what got us into this whole sensation Begin with the fact that Casey Anthony just can't tell the truth. I didn't follow it closely. It seems tragic and horrific, and that's not really anything I want to fill my brain with. Which is ironic considering how much I just soak in the news. Which is boring today. It's unfortunate. Oh, I don't know how unfortunate it actually is. I don't like bad news. I like good news. But I also like an escape from the news, which is why I need something new to watch. I need some new fiction. Unfortunately, everything new that comes out is just steeped in woke cultural Marxism. It's interesting that word keeps popping up in all of these interesting places, Marxism. It's almost as if that's the new Democrat Party. The Democrats are actually Marxists who call themselves Democrats, and the Republicans are Democrats who call themselves Republicans, for the most part. Somehow, a handful of America First candidates have managed to remain in politics, but not for long. I mean, that's only until they're... they're Terms are up, and then it's time for another election, and that'll be the end of that, because Republicans don't get to win elections anymore. The establishment is against them. And people whine, the the Georgia Senate race runoff was last night, and the Democrat won, Raphael Warnock, the slumlord. Really the worst kind. See, he he claims to be a preacher. You know, a servant of the Lord. 
And it's just a complete slap in the face. He's a verifiable scumbag. But it doesn't really matter. The corporations wanted him to win. So he's the guy. And there's so much focus put on who these people are. I mean, Herschel Walker would have been, you know, he, the Republican candidate would have been, he would have been the same thing as a Raphael Warnock or a John Fetterman. He was picked to represent the Republicans in that election because he will vote for the Republican agenda, not necessarily the agenda of his constituents, of the people that he's supposed to represent. And that's what disgusts me about politics through and through. We don't have political candidates that are representing the people in their district or in their state or even in their country. It's like the politicians at the federal level represent the globalist agenda. We got to get rid of our borders. We got to get rid of our national monetary system. And we have to do everything possible to usher in the new world order. This authoritarian communist style rule where we will all be tracked through our devices and implants coming soon. That's one of the things that makes me skeptical about Elon Musk is he's very transhumanist. Which I I haven't given a lot of thought to. I mean, I guess that's not really true. I give a lot of thought to pretty much everything. I got a lot of time to think. And I don't know, it it seems silly for people to get so up at arms about things like the Neuralink. I mean, you're already basically connected to your phone nonstop. If it's not in your hand, it's in your pocket or it's in your purse. You carry it around with you everywhere. You constantly refer to it. So Elon Musk wants to take that phone and put it in your brain. Now maybe it's dangerous. It could be harmful. Those are all valid concerns. But is it a slight to God? <laughs> I, I mean, yes. Granted, if God wanted us to have microchips in our brain, then maybe he would have created us with microchips in our brain. Or she. He or, he or she. Or they. But I don't know, is it, is, it the mark, is it the mark of the beast? Are we that sensitive about it? 
I don't know where I come down on the whole Mark of the Beast thing. I mean, I, I have every reason to believe it's a real, I mean, I know it's a prophecy from the Bible. But I don't know how it work, how it would work in a real world application. I'm not trying to be blasphemous here. But the scripture is, we'd have the mark on the back of our hand or on our forehead. So real world application, who's going who's gonna to get the mark in their forehead? You know, I mean, I, it's, it's probably just ignorance. Or it's, you know, applying the technology of today to some sort of future application that would represent the mark of the beast. But I just imagine a QR code. Oh, it's a QR code on your hand. You scan it at the grocery store to pay for your stuff. You scan it at the bar to prove that you're of age. You scan it at the concert to show that you bought the ticket. I mean, all eternal damnation aside, it sounds pretty convenient, right? So what makes it the mark of the beast? I mean, I've spoken to a very religious man about it. Someone familiar with the scripture. Kind of a, uh, I, he claimed to hate preppers, but I think he himself is kind of a prepper. But I, if he were here sitting with me, he would describe himself more as a, uh, an ancient and an an agent of God preparing for the end times the tribulation the rapture and he said you would have to know that you were taking the mark of the beast willingly you couldn't be tricked into taking the mark of the beast because that kind of defeats the purpose. I don't know if I agree with him. This was just his opinion. But if you do get some QR code on the back of your hand from your bank or from whatever, I mean, it's it's not, it, it won't be that simple. Like, there's still a lot of infrastructure that needs to be developed for something like that. Not the mark of the beast. For some sort of all-encompassing ID chip that contains all of your banking information and your, you know, Amazon login... <laughs> Because all of that information is in different places now. You got to go log into your bank. You got to log into your Amazon account. And they're, they're sort of connected if you wish. But if you buy something on eBay, 
you have to log into your PayPal to complete the purchase. Unless you have them connected to recognize you on your phone so that you can sort of skip that step. And then what if you lose your phone? And that's where Elon Musk comes in. He says, now we're going to put that phone in your brain. It's a little bit scary. And I think he's going to be the first one. Which calls to mind some interesting prophecies. Namely, the one about the Antichrist. Dying and then resurrecting. You think Elon Musk is the Antichrist? Some people do. But I think everybody has thought everyone is the Antichrist at some point. That's overbroad. <laughs> no, the people in the, in the religious community. People that are watching for the Antichrist. Obama's the Antichrist. Joe Biden is the Antichrist. Donald Trump is the Antichrist. Elon Musk is the Antichrist. Bill Gates is the Antichrist. Jeff Bezos is the Antichrist. This is the mark of the beast. That's the mark of the beast. The Neuralink is the mark of the beast. And then, of course, what if they're all wrong? What if the mark of the beast isn't coming? What if that part of the Bible is fake news? <laughs> and some people would cringe from that statement. Call it blasphemy. How could you question it, what's in the Bible? It's in the Bible. Yes, agreed. It's in the Bible. The Bible was written by men. And look at what men have done to the world. Look at what men have done to religion. Am I meant to walk around my, you know, spending my entire life worried that somebody's going to offer me this convenient technology but it could be the mark of the beast, so I can't do it. What makes it the mark of the beast? What makes it a sign of my allegiance to the Antichrist? Is it the guy that invented it? I mean, do I get to decide? No, no, it's, if it's from Bill Gates, it's the mark of the beast. But if it's from Elon Musk, it's good to go. Is it the organization that pushes it? If it's the mark of the World Economic Forum? I mean, honestly, all joking and sarcasm and skepticism aside, I think we'll probably know. When they drag people out of their houses and execute them in the street for not taking the mark, I think 
that's probably a pretty good indication. But we're so far away. They just started testing Elon Musk's Neuralink on humans, or they're about to start. Let's let's go. Let's let's look it up. Neuralink testing news. Oh yes, they're under federal investigation. I was getting to that. From the Wall Street Journal, Elon Musk says brain implant startup Neuralink should be ready for human testing in six months. And this article was December 1st. So that's exciting. You know, all doom and gloom and Armageddon aside. Is a brain implant the mark of the beast? I don't know. I hope not. I'm curious. I don't think this technology integration is as blasphemous as many people think. I feel like we've been robbed of technology that we're entitled to because of lobbying and crony capitalism. It's really unfortunate that this cabal exists that controls what, not only what information we're allowed to access, but what technology we're allowed to develop. Like something great is invented and the military takes it and and sits on it. This has been the story for many alternative fuel vehicles, which I've talked about before on this show. I mean, the first step isn't poisoning the guy's cranberry juice. The first step is generally, hey, that's a great idea. Let me buy it from you. And then, you know, Senior Rockefeller sits on it because he wants to keep selling oil. He doesn't want your cool new electric car. But when the guy decides he's going to go ahead and keep making electric cars and then he's going to start making interstellar rockets, that's probably not the right word. He wishes they were interstellar. And then he decides he's going to buy Twitter. Well, then it's all over. He's getting too big for his britches. What my mom used to say. So now they're going to investigate his Neuralink invention over animal welfare abuses. Now, what does that remind you of? Well, it reminds me of Anthony Fauci killing beagles for the sake of his medical experiments. And unfortunately, it just illustrates 
the two-tier justice system. And what, I mean, is that even the right way to describe it? It's not really a two-tier justice system. It's if you are guilty of wrong think, then we're going to sick our dogs on you to investigate everything that you've ever done to try to find some indication of wrongdoing so that we can ruin your life and take your business away from you and obstruct anything that you were trying to do, good or bad, because it doesn't align with what we think you ought to be doing. And I said to myself, what a wonderful world. Cheers. It's all right. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. Hey, thanks for listening. Rate, review, and share the show. I appreciate it. I'll be back. Goodbye.